The following audio may not meet the recording standards you're used to from RPG Academy Network podcasts. Lawful and Orderly streams live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and this audio is pulled directly from our video. Send all complaints to michael at therpgacademy.com and join us on Mondays. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Lan Arcanum, the city of magic. At the nexus of three major ley lines, the city shimmers with magical energy. But that kind of power brings trouble. Trouble that sometimes seems to spawn from thin air. Luckily for the folks of Lan Arcanum, the High Guard take their jobs seriously. LAHG is comprised of many different divisions, but of particular interest is the Special Visions Unit. The SVU deals with the strangest and most disturbing cases in Lan Arcanum. This is one such case. We rejoin our detectives for the thrilling conclusion of... Target practice. Alright, well, welcome back to Lawful and Orderly Special Visions Unit. Uh, just a reminder, Lawful and Order- if you're just joining us, Lawful and Orderly is a fantasy police procedural. Uh, tonight we have Scott Brown playing uh, Ellen Brownfeet and uh, Ro- uh, Mark the Dog. <laughs> it's getting deep. <laughs> you have the dog names. Yeah. And somebody Very all the way up. Uh, and Marty McGuire playing Aaron Twilson. Um, Jeffrey Copeland is not joining us tonight. We wish her all the best. Um, so Aaron and Ilan have found themselves undercover at straight, man, straight wind range. I'm changing it. If I have to say it again, I'm saying it every month. <laughs> uh, uh, there they have, they've gotten a vision at the station of the death of friend Durango Broadbone. Uh, but this vision has not yet come to pass. So they're at the range to try and prevent his death. Uh, Ilan has been searching through footlockers. Uh, Aaron has been talking with talking with Durango, um, and we will rejo- rejoin them momentarily. Uh, but first, the scales of justice, if you're seeing them, uh, are what we use to keep track of the uh, successes and fails of failures of our players. Uh, we use those successes and failures at the end of the night to weigh in on our our character arc, which is starring Aaron uh, this uh, this week. Uh, and, of course, at the end of each episode, our Twitch audience votes guilty or not guilty on whoever the detectives have decided is the perpetrator. Um, and we go with that. If you, if they say guilty and it's clearly not, that's, that's what happens. The audience, the, the jury has voted. So we Just re- like a real justice system. That's right. Lan Arcanum gets their uh, man or woman every time. Or a man or woman. Or maybe nobody. But uh, <laughs> you're guaranteed some sort of justice with quote marks around it. It's realistically flawed. The uh, the scales of justice uh, currently stand at two failures to zero victories. We've so, really been sucking without Jeffrey tonight. Yeah, apparently Jeffrey is getting all the successes uh, off in Utah. Uh, so we rejoin the action already in progress. Uh, Ilan is in the break room, and uh, just as he's finishing looking through the unlocked uh, footlocker and putting things back, uh, Aaron and uh, Durango enter the break room. All right. Now, Ilan, right? Uh, my name's okay. Eustless. No way. Well, we're here to talk to Ilan, Aaron. Uh, it's it's Ilan uh, being undercover, being very in character right now. Uh, my name's Eustless. This is Roof. Woof. Uh, even your dog's in character. Woof. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, and you just say Rolf? Well, whatever, it's all right. So, wait a minute. Oh. Murder, mine, prevented. Yes. All of us. Today, this morning. Let's. Yeah, all right. Okay, well, let me give you a rundown of who all's here. 
Okay. You've got Greta, Greta Andor. She's the lady that runs a place, owns a place. Both of those things are true. Half orc, nice lady, uh, really sweet, uh, excellent teacher. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Seems uh, good. A mysterious voice told us that she's not responsible, but that she would happily let you die here. Uh, a mysterious voice. You, you heard that voice too? That was pretty mysterious. Who was that? Okay, I just assumed that you heard it, Ellen, and I'm really glad that you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even Roof heard it. Woof. The voice, in fact, as though summoned by your discussion of it, the voice returns to oh. the vision you received must not have been a good one uh, for the course for the high guard these days. All no, right. And Durango clearly did not hear that voice. And of course, you know me, Durango, uh, probably the second best archer in the competition today. Uh, you know, not to brag, uh, but I'm doing pretty good. It hasn't started yet, but I'm confident. I'm going to be in the top three. I don't know. I got the biggest bow. That usually means victory. Well, uh, not exactly uh, useless, but uh, it's a good start. I'm I'm pretty sure. Well, it's your loss. Well, hopefully it's it's not my loss. Hopefully it's not neither of our losses. Maybe we'll tie for first. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So me, brother, uh, Skitterick, the kobold. Uh, he was, uh, he huffed off between you and I, Aaron. Um, there's, uh, uh, Grim Gold and Toldorn Gold. Uh, those are the gold siblings, the dwarves out there on uh, the crossbows. Uh, Grim is probably the nicer one. Uh, actually, she and I both drink the same tea. Would you believe it? Moondrop Dew. Almost nobody drinks that stuff. We both are big fans. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know why. That stuff was gross. I'm still scraping it off my tongue. Did you pick... Did you get into my locker and put a, a leaf of Moondrop Dew tea on your tongue and chew on it? Uh, well, not not just one leaf. It was it was hard for me to identify, so I ended up eating like half the bag. Oh, mine's in a white. Mine's in a little mesh ball, so it must have been muscle uh, oh. muscle grains. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Yep, that must have been. Not gonna be super excited about that, but she'll want to be fine. She's pretty nice. I'll, I'll get more. I'm, I'm sure I can find uh, her some much better tea. Well, I'll tell you right now, no tea is better than Moondrop Dew. It's it's so strong. It's so flavorful. It really it gives you the whole palate. Your whole your whole body experiences Moondrop Dew. Hey, you know something else? Your whole body will experience death. Can we please work on this case? Right. Oh, right. 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 So Muzzlegrim, uh, her brother Toldorn. He's uh, a little less friendly, but he's probably a better shot. Kavi, uh, uh, you saw her out there, the very tall, uh, dark-skinned lady. Uh, she keeps mostly to herself. To be honest, she's not very good uh, at archery, but we don't hold it against her. Uh, uh, Amun, a very friendly young lad. Uh, he's constantly asking, me, <laughs> constantly asking me about my time in the High Guard, and believe me, I'm happy to tell the stories. He's nice, good. Uh, Mosea, she's a very ambitious young lady. Um, I mean, I don't want to undercut myself, but to be honest, she's probably the best shot. Uh, but like I said, I'm confident I can make it in the top three. Uh, but Mosea, she's a very good shot. And uh, the other, uh, Vata Bosek, uh, is the other guy out there. Um, he seems pretty good, but he doesn't really apply himself. So, uh, what are you going to do? He, he, he can probably get in the top five. Um, but again, he just, uh, 
Is, is he the, the, the kobold who came in before? No, that was Skinnerick. Skinnerick, right. Uh, yeah, so Muzdalgrim and Toldorn are dwarves. <laughs> um, Kavi is a sun elf. Uh, Amun and Mosea are humans. And Vata is actually an, uh, uh, an, uh, an Azimar. Um, so he has silver hair and like golden eyes. But other than that, he looks like a human. So, uh, all right. Jeez, what, what is this mystery? A Russian epic? Oh. I mean, yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of characters here, Durango. We, we need to, to we need to whittle this down to some. Well, look, uh, Grodda's my friend. It can't be her. We we go we go way back. Um, let's see, Amon, he's a great kid. Can't be him. Uh. And Skitterick and I get along all right. Uh, he's not, he, I mean, maybe we don't get along great, but I don't think he'd ever do anything to me. Uh, Muzdalgrim and Toldorn are both new. Uh, they've actually not been here before. They're just here for the competition today, but they seem like fine people. Uh, Kavi's young, I don't think. Uh, Mosea, uh, Vada is kind of weird, but I mean, so it's none of them. No. Uh, let me ask you something, Durango. How. How often do you meet people that drink the same tea as you? Uh, to be honest, not that often. Uh, there aren't as many fans of Moondrop tea as you'd expect. Yeah, where did you learn about Moondrop tea? Moondrop do? Oh, I picked it up five years ago, maybe, on one of my uh, adventurous expeditions. Uh, I see. It's not really very popular anywhere, in spite of its its very strong and delicious taste. Um. I actually ran into a merchant selling it who sold me a whole barrel of it. Would you believe it for like a, a great price? So yeah. I've been actually still going through that same barrel five years later. Interesting. Oh, you know what? These leaves don't get better with age. You, you know that, right? No, they get better with every day. No, the, the, the chlorophyll left in them breaks down and it decomposes. It, it's. Oh, but it's that's that's where the flavor comes from. You just, just Durango. Like, did did anything, let's say, uh, grudge-like happen on that adventure five years ago? Is there any reason somebody from that adventure would be following you around, maybe, to this uh, day? To be honest, I don't remember what it was or where I went. That seems odd. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do a lot of adventuring. Oh, well, yeah, I, I guess that is the remember. exciting life you lead. I do lead a very exciting life. Um... I think it was. I think it was the Brightwood Forest, maybe, and it might have been an ogre involved. So, but, uh, how long has Cavi been hanging around you, and what sort of questions does does he ask? Uh, you mean Amon? Amon, Amon. Yeah. Oh, Amon and Cavi are both young. They're both young. I must say, is not too old either. But you know, kids, they're always out in the archery range. Bows <laughs> <laughs> and arrows. Uh, Amon, oh, uh, he's been coming here for a few months. I think he's in training to be a, a park ranger, actually. Oh, really? That's yeah. exciting. Wait, didn't you used to be a park ranger, Lynn? Uh, no, I'm used to us. Oh. Durango, it's just, he keeps thinking he got, and then you say something, he just got, he just gets confused again. Oh, right. <laughs> well, anyway, uh... Uh, yeah, no, Iman's a good kid. Yeah, five or six months they've been here. They've all been coming here off and on for a while. Uh, 
Rick's been here for longer than I have, I guess. Uh, and uh, uh, Vata, do do you think he's from uh, uh, an abyssal or an infernal plane? Perhaps he's an Asimar. Uh, he could be innately not... evil. Now, the Asimars are the ones that have got the like the celestial heritage, right? It's what? the tieflings with the horns and the tails. Oh, that are the... Yeah, I, so, I get those. No. It's you know, I they all look the same to me. To be honest, you Swiss. To be honest. That's a little. That's a little bit of prejudice of you now. Oh. Even if you were a tiefling. Yeah, uh, Ilan. I, I hope you're saying that in character. No, well, I, I, I just. It's. It's. I don't know how. Being from a different species, sometimes it's hard for me to differentiate subtleties of other species. I. I just really. Well, it's not the confusion. It's the fact that you thought just because he was a, a tiefling or an Azimar, it might mean that he was up to nefarious deeds. Oh, <laughs> that's because I mean, if oh, so. I didn't grow yeah, up with many extra planar beings around. Right. I, I grew up in the suburbs. I'm, They're just I'm like sorry. you and me. They're all, they we're all people. That's no, just glowing eyes. Ellen, yeah. it's just a call to do better. We just want the best for you, Ellen. Thanks, but my name's Eustace. Uh, awesome. Uh, Durango, do you... It sounds like we don't... We, it could be none of these people. It could be any. It could be a person who's not here yet. Is there a way that, that we could... Have you protected so that if if someone does try to to jump you or gets actually gets an arrow launched at you, I know as unlikely as this may seem that that you can at least take that hit without dying. You have any armor with you? That you can hide under your clothes. Well, well, I appreciate the sentiment, Aaron. I'll tell you what. I'll put on my cloak of feathers. Uh, it has an enchantment that protects me. I don't like to wear it indoors if I'm not doing anything. But if you're concerned, I'll wear it. Wait, what, wasn't he in his cloak of feathers when we found him dead in the vision? Um, I think it was described as... Can't roll back yes. the tape. We're in the middle of taping, but... He was... In, in the vision, he was wearing the cloak of feathers. I don't know if I described it, but he, he would have been wearing the cloak of feathers. So but he reaches, walks over to his footlocker, opens it up, pulls it out, puts it on. It does not cover his chest at all, uh, but you you do... You almost hear a faint, a faint tinkling as he puts it on. There we go. Oh, good. It's that's that's great. Everything's coming true. Wait, yeah. that's not good at all. No. Hmm. It's fine. Are you sure, Durango? You don't have anything else. Listen, I was a I was a detective in the High Guard for years. I know the risks. To be honest, I'm willing to take the risks. What we're gonna do is we're gonna catch a murderer, or well, hopefully an attempted murderer. We're gonna catch an attempted murderer. Yeah, that would be pretty it's good. Not- we're going to catch him. I have confidence in you, Halfling. I have confidence in you, Aaron. You're going to do it. I'm going to help you. I've already told you who all's here. I'm going to go to the front door. I'm going to drop the bar. Uh, we're going to go and flip the sign around the clothes. Greta's not going to notice. And we're going to keep it closed. This is, we're going to keep it closed. Everybody who's in here is going to be in here. All right. You know who this murderer is. But remember, keep it on the DL. That stands for down low. Keep it on the D. So that nobody else knows you're a detective of the high guard. You're, you're a half giant. Everything's low from you. Actually, things are mostly very high. Oh yeah, I see. Everything is low from my perspective. You're right. Yeah. Well, keep it on the DL from your perspective. Really, really on the DL. Oh, okay. All right, and and uh, Durango walks back into the range to presumably flip the sign. Uh, subtly as he can to close and to drop the bar in the door so that no one else can get in or get out. Cool. So, 
Do we, so um, Ilan has already checked out the break room. He's gone through all the foot lockers that are unlocked. Um, he saw Skidderick unlock one, take out a letter or a piece of paper of some kind, put it back, lock the chest again. Uh, the wooden cabinet in the room has just got wooden mugs and things in it. Um, uh, there's, I think there's two foot lockers that are still locked. Uh, one of them had a letter removed from it and put into a, a shirt pouch. Yes. So there's three There's three locked foot lockers. One of them is Skitterick's. And two of them you don't know. You don't know who the rest belong, belong to. Okay. So, yeah. Um, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to go out and try and talk to some people? Do you want to go look for clues somewhere? Do you want to try and get your way into these locked foot lockers? Um... I'm going to say, uh, Ellen, I guess we just need to watch Durango really closely. Uh, if you didn't find anything in here, then probably whatever is going to happen is already in play. Uh, so Aaron's going to go back out into the, the main archery room, and he's going to cast Detect Magic to see if there's, there's something magical here that might be uh, about to spring on Durango. Hmm. In the, he's out in the range casting Detect Magic. Uh, now, Aaron is good at this. He does it pretty subtly. Nobody notices. Um, and he looks around the room. You know what? Um, not uh, Durango's cloak comes up as magical, obviously. Mm. It's very magical. Um, nothing else in the room is coming up as magical. Uh, you know what? There is a faint aura from behind the counter that Aaron just barely picks up. Hmm. But nothing else in the, in the room is coming up as magical. All right, then. Um, uh, then Philip is going to look yes, for look. A, uh, a an open stall, and uh, preferably, uh, actually, a little ways back where he can see. Uh, we can keep an eye on Durango and uh, the other folks around him, Correct. and um, just kind of take. Uh, are we still in practice mode? Like, yeah, the competition hasn't started yet, but you're probably getting pretty close. Okay, so then, then he's just going to like very idly shoot arrows. He doesn't care where they're going. This is right. just to look to look busy uh, while keep while keeping an eye on people. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what. Give me a perception roll. Keeping your eye on everybody. All right. Aaron's really more of an active investigation guy. <laughs> oh, son of a. Uh, well, I rolled a three. I don't even know uh, if I have a bonus to perception. It's wisdom. Oh, uh, nope. Nope, and nope. So that's three total. Three on yeah. the die. Perfect. I'll go ahead that and is, assume that's a third failure. Yeah, on that the... is a failure. Um, so that's Good. that's uh, excellent. Um, and uh, even even with your abysmal perception, um, <laughs> you uh, you don't see much else going on. You get, get distracted by one of the dwarves, the the female dwarf, uh, and um, a young man, a young human man. Uh, who are having a conversation um, loudly, but not like angrily. Um, uh, uh, Ma'am, please, I understand. But uh, to be honest, I think the park rangers have a code. I don't think we're allowed to carry crossbows. I think it really has to be like a like a, a regular bow or, or a rico, a long bow or a short bow or a rico bow. Ah, oh, that's nonsense. Listen, um, you get yourself a good crossbow, right? We're going to get you a nice one. It's going to have a long uh, bowie part. It's going to have a good, heavy, hefty stock. Lever action. It's the only kind. It's going to be a gold crossbow. Uh, it's going to be great. 
park rangers, they're going to love it. They're going to love you, son, and you're going to do great. Um, and she is like salesmaning him up. Like she is clearly like selling him this trying like she doesn't have anything, but she's really selling him on the idea of crossbows. He's not biting. He's not like he wants to, he wants to like, he wants to say yes, but he's just, he's like, I don't think the park rangers let you carry crossbows. Really, ma'am, I, I appreciate it, but I, I just can't. Maybe I could buy one for personal use. Do you have like a like a consumer model that I could get? Maybe I don't need like a professional. Uh, and and they're just they're going back and forth uh, talking about that. Um, but that is all that you perceive. Nobody else is doing anything particularly out of the ordinary. Uh, most of the people are are uh, some of the people are restringing their bows or are tuning. Uh, actually, the dwarves are the only ones with crossbows. So the other dwarf is sort of tweet fiddling with his crossbow. A couple of people are. Uh, waxing their strings. Some people are just taking practice shots. They all know that the competition is going to start in the next five or ten minutes. So, so um, Eustwiss is is going to uh, saddle up down near the the target line uh, next to the Asimar, and mm-hmm. uh, he's going to to be very open minded and and say howdy, hello, hi, um, hiya, how, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, sir. I'm Vata Bosak. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And he holds out his hand. Oh, I'm Eustwiss. Eustwiss Ardiwo. And this is Roof. Woof. Eustwiss Ardiwo and Roof. It's, uh, the pleasure is truly mine. Uh, are oh. you you're here for the competition, I assume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it down, about it down at the docks. That sounded like a fun thing. Got the longest of longbows, and I'm, uh, that means I'm going to win. That is a very tall bow you have there. Um, uh, are you confident that you can use it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm gonna win. I always won well, archery contests at home with with well, with the beaver dammers. Uh, indeed, you you shot arrows of beavers. That's uh, no, no. It was it was, it was a hobby group that also had a secondary hobby of. Well, it, it's not important. It's um, no. Uh, so uh, so listen. Um, I was interested. Uh, have you been coming around here long? Oh, I've I've been frequenting this ring for oh a few months now. So how long have you, is this your first time here? It is, it is, and and I was I was hoping somebody could explain to me sort of the the social ins and outs. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of new around, and and uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to offend anybody on accident, and I, and I don't want to I I want to know who's good to good to practice with, and 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 where, where I can make some friends. You want to gossip around here yeah. for everyone, I assume. Well, yeah. well, I'm not much of a gossip myself, but I'll tell you what I know, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've met, you've met uh, Greta Andor. She's a competent archer who knows her business. And to be honest, she's fairly generous. I don't, uh, don't bring my own bow or arrows, so she loans me uh, equipment from the range, which is very kind. Most of the archers here bring their own equipment. Obviously, you and I both uh, uh, borrow. So it's very kind of her. Durango, I don't know if you've met, but um, he's very loud, but friendly enough, I suppose. He's so big. Uh, he's very large. He's been coming here longer than anyone else, except for, uh, as far as I know, other than Skitterick, hmm. uh, who is um, a bit spineless, if I must say. I don't want to be rude. Um, he just... He has no... Assertion. He's not very assertive. I mean, he must make it must make him an excellent clerk, though. Oh, he's always oh, a clerk. Where where does he clerk? Uh, government somewhere, I believe. 
Hmm. Um, that that sounds go- exciting. Are, are they hiring? The government? I have no idea. Oh, I, I should ask them about it. That's that's exciting. What do you do? Uh, are they hiring? <laughs> me? I work as a mortuary assistant. Ooh. We are always hiring Elena Canem. Ooh, that, that... Unfortunately. That sounds so... I, I, I guess you get to meet a lot of new people. A lot of new faces. Well, I wouldn't say meet a lot of people, but I do see a lot of people. To be honest, I, I'm... I've dated I'm, around myself. You what? I've, I've dated around myself. You know, if, if you're seeing a lot of people, I've, I've done a little bit of that. Uh, well, um, I don't think it's quite the same. I don't think oh. we're talking about quite the same thing, but oh. I, I do enjoy... Well, I enjoy my job to the extent that you can enjoy something like a mortuary assistant. Oh, good, um, good. I, to be honest, I like the still and the calm and the quiet. Mm. It's very soothing. Hmm. So is, is there anybody around here that I should avoid? Is there, is there anybody who's bad news? Hmm. Let me think about this and consult my brain notes. Hmm. I would say... I would not... I, I'd, I'd stay away from Kavi of Timeless Wisdom and Ageless Grace, which is, I believe, her full title, which she insists that everyone use. She's a... To be frank, she's a terrible archer... And she's obviously resentful about being here at all. Really? Um, Why is she here? <laughs> I, I I wish I knew. I oh. wish I could give her a reason not to attend, because frankly, she's bringing us all down. Oh, well, maybe I'll go ask her why she's here. Maybe I can straighten this out for you. Oh, please, please. Uh, I, I'd hate to, I'd hate to interfere in your conversation. Leave me out of it, if you don't mind. Oh. I think it would be best as a personal conversation between you and Kavi. You got it. Well, th- thanks for helping me out. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm glad to be of assistant, uh, Eustace. Woof, woof. Uh, and um, uh, Aaron sees uh, Ilan walking over to to talk to the very tall uh, sun elf. Um, and uh, he's caught by the way that Ilan walks, and he's kind of doing a little jog. Uh, and we flash forward to um, someone else in the another halfling in the King's Park doing that very same jog. It's not Ellen, um, but maybe they were raised in the same place, or maybe this is another another beaver dammer who uh, <laughs> had the same sort of pattern of motions from all the the beaver damming. Um, but Aaron finds himself later in the evening. Uh, it's actually after sunset in King's Park, or, or uh, rather, not at King's Park, um, but at the Parks and Sewers Department, um, which is actually across the street from King's Park. Conveniently enough, of course it is. <laughs> Um, um, because Aaron, clever as he is, is wondering whether Finwick has the proper registrations to be uh, hosting any kind of extravagant event at King's Park in the night. Not the middle of the night, but uh, certainly certainly late in the night. Um, and uh, so Aaron steps into the Department of Parks and Sewers and finds himself uh, in the position of speaking to a a familiarly unhelpful uh, face. It is Francine who formerly of the uh, of uh, of the meat packing district has apparently <laughs> has apparently taken up a job or maybe is working multiple jobs at the Parks and Sewers Department as the yeah as the uh, Francine Hi 
do, do, do I know do you? Work you? Here? Yeah, uh, yeah. My my name is Aaron Twilson. I'm a member of the High Guard. I uh, I spoke to you in the meat packing district. A few. It doesn't matter. Oh, good. good. Look, I uh, I need to check some permits on an event that's going on in the park tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, do you? Tell you what, do you mind me just going back there and taking a look for myself? No, they'll they'll be back in a few minutes. They'll they'll be back any time. Francine, who is they? The the people who work behind my desk. As the person with the frontmost desk, are you not the receptionist, the one who interfaces with the public? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's when you hear a familiar laugh echoing from the back of the. The back of the office. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's great. It's great. I'm glad that I know it's kind of last minute to get these kind of things done. But uh, and you see Finwick Tassel uh, shaking the hand of a a sort of a sturdy older dwarf. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Tassel. Well, your paperwork is in order, so uh, I suppose you're ready to go for tonight. It is uh, cutting it down to the wire, but technically the deadline for uh, submission is. Uh, is the time before the event. So uh, <laughs> I guess you're, you're ready to go, I suppose. You're, you're set to proceed. <laughs> well, you know, the, they say the best acts are the one you plan at the last minute. <laughs> and that's Finwick Tassel's way. And he snaps his feather. <laughs> ah, Twilson. Hey. Into you here again. Yeah, weird, right? You're interfacing with all kinds of government entities today. <laughs> I like your style, Wilson. The show's going to be out in the park in like 20 minutes. You, you got to come see it. And then maybe afterwards, after you see what I can, the kind of talent I can book, you and me, you know, we're together. Tassel, Tassel, this is last minute even for you, my dude. Yeah, you know, uh, uh. Uh, plans change, and you really want to. You really want to. Uh, 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 really want to sh- uh, show off. And you really want to get the act going, and so we're, we made yeah. a couple of last minute changes. You must. Act. Yeah, I'm. I gotta say, Tassel, I'm. I'm impressed. You must have somebody really famous you're expecting in the audience tonight, huh? Maybe you're. Uh, you're gonna finally get that big deal. It's gonna get you set, huh? Is that what's going on here, Tassel? Hey, <laughs> look at you getting some ambition. Twilson, <laughs> let me tell you, you don't know who I got in the audience tonight, <laughs> but I think you're going to like it. I think you better come out and see. The act's going to be great. Uh, the audience is going to be great. Uh, I'm going to be great. Uh, it's going to be great. You better come down and check it out 20 minutes from now. It's going to be awesome. And if not you, like I said, this fine lady right here, what is your name, ma'am? Oh, oh, hi. They'll be back in a minute. Well, miss, back in a minute. If it doesn't work out here in the uh, wherever I, Department of Parks and Sewers, talk to me. He pulls out a tiny scroll. Flynn, Finwick Tassel. I'm a talent scout. You just keep that. That's for you. Uh, I think you do a lot. Uh, your face is is made uh, for performance. From far away, maybe a tightrope. Uh, maybe some acrobatics. Really? Tightrope, Tassel? You're still doing that, huh? Hey, hey. Now listen, Twilson. Uh, accidents happen. It's the biz. You know it. I know it. It's all down to the 
the skill of the performer and the uh, the legal and liability of the, the performance location. And in that case, I know what you're talking about. It was not my fault, and it was not poor Emily's fault. It was the fault of the of the performance location. And uh, but this time, it's not going to be the same. Uh, uh, Miss, they'll be back soon. Uh, pleasure to meet you, Chilson. I hope you're there. Uh, oh, I'll be there, Tassel. Believe me. Got you on the flip side in 15 minutes. Goodbye. He, he finger guns his way out of the out of the department. I just actually just follow him out while he's finger gunning. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we cut back, cut back hours earlier to the range, which shall not be named because it's hard to say. Uh, where uh, where um, Aaron has just observed um, uh, Muzzledgrim, uh, the lady dwarf, um, trying to sell Amun a crossbow. Um, and just he's he's not having it. Um, you see Ilan going over to talk to um, the Sun Elf. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is, what is what is what is Aaron up to? The competition is starting um, pretty, pretty darn soon. Moment, yeah, in, in minutes now. Uh, Philip is going to uh, sidle over to Toldorn, uh, who I understand was stringing his crossbow. Yeah, uh, he's speaking about somebody. Yeah, and he's uh, going to say. Wow, your uh, your sister's really given that young man the hard sell on the crossbow. <laughs> yep, everybody loves Muzzlegrim. Hey, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. She's always didn't mean oh, to interrupt she's, you. She's always the outgoing one. You know, one of the things you got siblings, you got twins. Let me. Oh, tell you. oh, yeah. twins! Wow. Yes, I do see the resemblance. My. Yeah, you got you got sisters, you got brothers, you got siblings. Oh, I I do come from a large family. Yes, you know how it is, right? I, I do. It's uh, it's hard to stand out, isn't it? It can be tough. I'll tell you right now. Everybody loves Muzzle Grim. Uh, what? A, she's such. A, she's a great sales dwarf. Uh, you know. I well, I have a question for you. If yeah, you, you've told me your sister's name, but not yours. Uh, Toldorn Gold, and you are... Toldorn, hello, yes, I am Philip Daggerwing. Of the Westport Daggerwings. No, I'm afraid we're a bit further afield. Okay, the really far Westport Daggerwings. Sure, yes. All right, fair enough. Um, uh, Tol- Toldorn, yeah. if, if you want to, to stand out and, and be noticed, well, you know that begins within, right? It's... It's you that that regulates your behavior. It's it's confidence that you need to to really shine. Well, that, to be honest, that's easier said than done. Uh, I work kind of a thankless job at the uh, Crossbow Assembly Hall. I oversee all the day to day activities, and uh, it's important work. But uh, you know, nothing's as flashy as being the lead sales dwarf. Um, well, is that what brings you here today? Are you looking for archery glory? Well. Uh, uh, why don't you make um, a persuasion check? All right. Uh, thank you for that. I rolled an 11. I have a plus five, so it's a 16. Success! <sighs> All right. Uh, yeah, he, seems, he seems reluctant to talk to you, um, but he, he, he does continue. Uh, well, to be honest, um, uh, um, Grim and my uh, mother passed away recently, and uh, she's... Oh. Yeah, she's Eudoria Gold, 
probably know where she embedded the lever, the the the, the, the pull action lever crossbow, and he holds up the pull, a pull action lever crossbow with gold written on the side of the the stock. Um, so you know we'd run the crossbow, the 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 assembly hall for the family, um, but she passed away recently. Muzzle um, and I are only kids, uh, so we actually inherit the the estate and the company together. But Mom's will said whoever can. <laughs> Hans will said whoever's the best shot gets to decide who divvies up the the estate. So we agreed to do it kind of informally. I don't really like crowds. I don't really want to embarrass myself in front of uh, our family. So the two of us are going to see uh, tonight, who's there this morning, who's the better shot, and then we're going to settle it uh, uh, at home. And uh, well, we're all that, out there. That is quite dramatic. I, I have to say, you seem fairly calm for having so much on the line. Well, to be honest, Muzzlegrim's, uh, I mean, it's not she's not going to cut me out of the picture, but it'd be nice to get out of being the overseer of the manufacturing plant. But if she, if she's in charge, she's going to want to be the, take mom's position. Uh, she's going to want to be the face of the company. Uh, it's going to be me doing the, the grunt work day-to-day stuff. Um, but, you know, that's, I don't know if you know dwarf laws and dwarf families, but it's kind of the kind of the bar for the course. Mom's not really a particularly uh, out. It was not particularly outrageous. Will that's kind of how it works in uh, in most dwarf families. Sure, yes, yes. In in many families, not not just. Dwarf. That's fair. That's fair. That's a that's an assumption I made. I don't know how it might work with other people, but uh, anyway, that's how it works with us. So. Well, I would. I wish you the best. I hope for the the best outcome for you. And hey, even if she takes over as a matron of the company, well, there's going to be a sales spot open soon. Yeah, that's a real positive thinking you got there, uh, Philip. And he goes back to tweaking his crossbow. Um, so Ellen uh, is approaching Kavi. Uh, who I believe, yeah, who um, Vata informed you her full name was Kavi of Timeless Wisdom and Ageless Grace. Oh, not Ancient Grace, Ageless Grace. Ageless Grace, yeah. And she is a, a very tall, dark-skinned sun elf. Um, and she is terrible. Like, Ilan's not, not a master archer, but she is not good with a bow and arrow. Um, her target has no arrows in it. Um, and she is frustrated as she frustratedly, she snaps the string on the bow and like, oh! Lost. Hmm. Oh, what? You, you okay there? Did did, did, did did you hurt yourself? No. I'm, yes, this terrible bow. It's, oh uh, yeah, those those bad bows—they'll get you every time. Yeah, that's that's real rough. Indeed, it is. Um, uh, can I help you? I'm sorry. I just realized I've never met you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My name's Eustace, and and this is Roof. Woof. And, uh, we're, I, I just, um, I, 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 I'm new here and, and I wanted to come ask, uh, so what are you doing here? How long have you been coming here? I'm, I'm kind of looking for a friend. Well, I am Kavi of Timeless Wisdom and Ageless Grace. Uh, I've been here for a few months. Um, but to be honest, I don't have a lot of time for making friends. I'm, oh. I've really got to I've really got to learn archery, so I, I hate to be rude, but if, if you don't mind, I've really gotta get this down. I, I oh, would I'm... like to stop coming here and practicing. I'd like to be able to to, to get my archery down and, and move on to the things that I enjoy. Do you 
Do you like music, Eustace? Uh, not, not particularly. I, I have a friend who's very musical, but, but me, no, not so much. Do you know what a violin is, Eustace? It's, it's one of those wooden ones, right? Do, do you strum it? With strings, you don't strum it like a common fiddle. You play it. Oh. And you, you move up and down, and she mimes. I'm, she mimes very good violining. Uh, which, of course, is useless for, for Ilan in disguise as useless because Ilan doesn't know how good violining is. If Aaron were here, he would recognize it's very good mimic violining. I long to play the violin. So my grandmother insists that everyone in the family must be proficient with the bow, so here I am. Oh, that's that's a real archery. bummer. That, that, that's sad. Yeah. It is most definitely a bummer, as you say. Hmm. Oh, well, well I'd, I'd be happy to give you some pointers sometime if, if you wanted them. I'm, I'm not... Really good that that good myself, but but I'm I'm sure working together always helps. Well, uh, perhaps after the competition, if uh, if you have time, maybe we could. Yeah. I, anything helps, to be honest. And that's when uh, that's when Greta yells out, "All right, everybody, time to start up the competition. Everybody, pick a square, and uh, I'm gonna clean the targets out. And uh, actually, now is as good a time as I need to take a break." Uh, to be honest, I didn't see it when I started yelling with how many arrows were out there. It's going to take me a few minutes. So uh, uh, if I go to the break room, get a drink, whatever you need to do, I'm going to try and clean up all these arrows. We're going to get the competition started. All right. You see uh, several people. In fact, pretty much everybody heads to the break room. You, uh, Eustace and, and uh, Roof will, will head to the break room. And uh, I assume have a very convenient conversation on the way catching up with what each of us has learned. I yes, see Philip will. Alright. Durango brushes between the two of you, forgetting who you are in your disguises. And, uh, Mosdogrim, Mosdogrim, uh, uh, a lucky cup of tea before we get started on the on the competition. Oh, uh, yeah, just. Of course! Just, just, just one, one thing, real, real quick, before you get into that tea. And, um, yeah. uh, uh, Ilan will will pull out her herbalism kit, and uh, yeah. this 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 you know she has enough suspicion at this point that, 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 that this time she's not just gonna eat his tea leaves to uh, test them for poison. She's actually gonna use her herbalism kit and and her knowledge of nature and legitimately test them for poison, so she does uh, not die. Well, um, m- uh, Muzzle Rim had actually already gone into the room and brewed two. Um, mugs of tea. She's fast. She's very fast. She had already, she knew it was coming up, so she already brewed two mugs of tea. Um, and uh, Ilan tests uh, both of them with his herbalism kit. Can I get a, a nature or a survival or a medicine check? Any of the three of those will be acceptable. Uh, yes. Um, I'll, I'll do survival and uh, adding my additional proficiency from my herbalism kit gives me plus six with a natural 20. Oh, snap. Um, Ilan successfully identifies that one of the mugs is poisoned. Um, I will say Ilan does not recognize the poison. Um, and Ilan is a, a very, very talented herbalist. It is extremely, uh, extremely uncommon that Ilan would not recognize this poison. But she doesn't. But she, her herbalism test still detects um, that poison. It does not need to be identified individually. And sure enough, um, one of the mugs comes up poisoned. Hey, what are you doing to my tea? And it is, it is, it is Durango's mug that's poisoned. What? What happened to my? T- is that a is 
in a poison testing kit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I've, I've got a theory, Durango. You're, you're gonna have to go with me on this one because I don't get theories very often. But, 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 but you see, uh, I, I, I think, um, what's happened is, or I assume, kind of people have gathered around at this point. Or yeah, right? every, now, yeah, Durango started. He's very loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 poisoned. Everybody stopped doing and and turned to look at. Uh, so. Turned. Aaron is uh, Aaron is hearing this and he's looking for Toldorn to get between him and the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do see Toldorn is in the room. Um, he's close to the door, but you you successfully wedge your way in between him and the doorway. I'm afraid that that Toldorn and Mizdo Murdor. What was what's your name again? Murdo. Mustelgrim. 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 And and Tordorgrim. I'm afraid that that uh, Tordorgrim. Just not, Toldorn. Not close. No. Toldorn. That's right. He he doesn't mind. Okay, doesn't mind. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that that Muzzle and Hodor here have have been having a feud and and they don't like each other, right? But but so so they're having this archery contest today to decide who wins, like you do in archery contests. But it's so important to them that one of them's cheating and trying to murder the other one. And so they've hired, uh, shit shit neck shit stick. Shitbrick? Is is that your name? I'm I'm sorry. Shitbrick, are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you went way out of your way to hide that note from me, and and I think uh, you you were uh, hired as a middleman to to poison the uh, the the tea leaves of someone who uh, had uh, used a locker in this uh, area. Little did you know that there were two lockers used by likers, enjoyers of this rancid tea, and you on accident poisoned the tea leaves. Of our good, very, very large friend here. And uh, I pat the, the very black feathery cloak as well as uh, I, I'm able. I did not, I didn't, I did not know. I did not know it was poison. I was told it was, it was a, a, uh, and he looks very embarrassed. I was told it was a romantic potion and that, <laughs> no, 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 not that kind of romantic potion. If, they, if you gave it to someone who you liked and you see him, unmistakably turn and look at Greta in the doorway that, that they would like you back. And that is, but I didn't, I didn't in a million years know that it belonged to either of these two people and that it was poison. I promise you, I did not know anything. Ah, well, that'll be for a court to decide. But in the meantime, uh, the important thing is nobody died. And uh, really ne- neither, neither uh, was a Hodor, Modor, neither oh. Modor, no, nor my big giant friend here died. And we get to arrest you both. Well, that figures. Oh, right. She, she pulls out, uh, well, uh, first uh, Woof's badge and, and puts it on. Th- this is Officer Bark. And then she pulls out a wrong. He. I'm he pulls out his being own. arrested by a dog. Well, uh, yeah, technically uh, he is the arresting <laughs> officer on most of my paperwork. His name's shorter. <laughs> that day get any worse. Uh, and, and uh, I assume Aaron also puts on, uh, review, flips over and reveals his officer's cape and puts on his, his be badged hat. Yeah. yeah as, uh, he's, he's been doing that behind Moldorn uh, and, or uh, Toldorn. And as, as he says, my, can my day get any worse? Like the hand touches his shoulder <laughs> and, and the cuffs start to go on. Yeah. So, uh, you've got Toldorn in cuffs. 
Um, you you get Skitterick in cuffs. Uh, Durango is very upset because he really likes he really likes his team. He's very upset that you know he does have a barrel, but it is running low, and he's he's had to he, he's had to to forsake this this mug. Um, Skitterick spends the entire time exclaiming um, uh, his his innocence, um, and not distinctly not making eye, ta- eye contact with Greta. And Muzzlegrim is. Um, very much in shock that you're accusing your brother of, of attempted murder. Um, it just says like, I can't believe it. Toldorn's, a, Toldorn's kind of a dour fellow, but there's no way. There's no way. He wouldn't do that. He don't mind being the manager, do you, Toldorn? Toldorn's not that big a deal. He knows whichever one of us wins. We're going to make Ma's company just keep going. It's just going to keep going up, and we're going to work together to really get it going. Yeah, H- Hodor's not your friend. Uh, we um, uh, Aaron goes for the uh, for Skederick to see if he can find the the letter that he secreted away. Yep, uh, in cuffs, Skederick does not does not uh, resist you, and you do pull out a letter from his vest. Uh, would you like to uh, open that letter and read it aloud in front of everyone, or do you want to read it to yourself? <laughs> um, ye, ye, yeah, I don't know. That seems really mean. Aaron's not like a totally mean oblivious. Okay. He's he's gonna read it for evidence. He he's looking to see if it if it names the person that hired him. Are, are you sure now? Because uh, if you read it aloud, you might be able to convince Andrew to give you a performance check, which could balance out our failure on the scales of justice. Just 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 saying, you, you right. could orate it really well. Y- yes, uh, in that case, you've uh, you've tabletopped me on it. So uh, Aaron Aaron will like with two fingers reach in and pull slowly pull out the letter. Flip it, flip it open with with uh, you know a little sort of hero's pose, and begins reading in like the most flowery voice he can, as though he was reading Shakespeare. Can I get a performance check from uh, from you, Marty? And I'll give you advantage. I'll give you advantage on it. Oh, will you? Whoops. Well, that one went off the table. That's yeah. Don't count that. All right. So that's bad. That's a ten plus five is fifteen, and then uh, who? That's an eight plus five is thirteen. So fifteen. Well, Luckily, fifteen is enough. You do succeed on that performance check, yes. um, and uh, and you read. Uh, you, you begin to read this letter. My dearest Greta, light of my eyes and apple of my life, and it is the sappiest, like, worst love letter you've ever read. It's it's got really bad poetry in it. Yeah. Um, it goes on and on. But Aaron, Aaron sells it. Like he does oh, yeah. not, he does not turn it down. Yeah. You see Greta actually like flushing and like fanning herself a little bit. as She looks at Skitterick. And she's Skitterick. I had, I had no idea, sweetheart. I didn't know. Why don't you tell me all these months you've been coming to my range. You've never once said anything to me. I'm sorry, Greta. I did not. I, I could not. Oh, I am ashamed. And I have been used so foully. Uh, don't look at me! Don't look at me, brother. So then, yeah, with him so ashamed, just like Skitterick, who who sold you on this plan? It was it was Toldorn. He told me. He said, "Here is a a potion. You you go to uh, you go to this locker. You put it in the tea leaves, and sure enough, uh, it will make a tea for you, and it'll be a surprise for for dear brother and and." You and her can have a romantic date, uh, and I did. I didn't. I should have thought, but I was so caught up in the moment in the romance. Oh, I am a fool. Oh. All right. Well, I hope you learned a lesson. Let's go to jail. Well, now is the time that our Twitch audience will will vote guilty or not guilty to determine 
Um, uh, actually, um, how are we going to do this tonight? Should we have a, a double guilty vote or a double not guilty uh, to determine whether it's uh, Toldorn and uh, and uh, Skitterick? I mean, we could go for for two votes if uh, if Aaron is writing up the the paperwork. Uh, I'll tell you. Like oh. he, he, uh, I would, I would say uh, it's clear that Skederick was a patsy, and he he at no point had intent, and he uh, he thought he was doing something else, something skeevy. Maybe there's a minor charge for for like a attempted mind altering substance uh, well, for roofing. What, One let's... count roofing. It's, yeah, <laughs> attempted roofing is pretty pretty serious. Let's let's do. I want. Let's, let's have everybody. Um, vote uh vote for both parties um and we'll just see we'll just see what the jury turns out whether uh whether we believe toldorn is guilty or innocent based on the evidence collected no crime has been committed as of yet and whether skitterick is uh guilty so uh, did toldorn really plan to murder his sister and claim their mother's uh, inheritance um and did skitterick uh help in that plot you know, or come up with the plot all on his own or was he as as Aaron, uh, as Marty so so graciously puts it, a patsy. Um, so uh, just give us uh, the first guilty or not guilty will be for Toldorn, and the second will be for Skitterick. So uh, yep, if you think they're both guilty, all right, uh, or both not guilty, or first for Toldorn, second for Skitterick. Minute twenty five right. on the clock. Let those votes roll in, folks. Perfect. Uh, I hope. Uh, I hope that tonight's game has not been too terribly confusing. Uh, we had a lot of a lot of characters in this, a lot of a lot of uh, uncommon names. I'll say, uh, <laughs> Ill- Ilan but, loves butchering names. She's a big you know, fan. it's so great because Ilan's chosen name was so easy to butcher. His chosen disguise is so easy to butcher itself that it, it really works out well for everybody. And of course, the the range that shall not be named was a just terrible decision on my part. Um, what was that? The straight wind archery. St- Straight wind range. Straight, straight wind, wind range. range. Oh yeah, yeah, you really you set really, yourself up. Uh, I really, yeah, I did she, not ever say it aloud. She I wrote straight down. wind seashells by the seashore. That's one of those things. It would almost be better. It would almost have been better to name it seashells by the seashore range. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, just just twenty five seconds left on the clock. Anybody else wants to make a last minute vote? Uh, we'd we'd be more than welcome, happy to support and hear from all of you all. It's looking pretty. It's looking pretty grim for uh, yeah. for defendants, though. It's, it's it's looking like a solidly prosecuted case. Yeah, the the prosecution really really uh, plays forward uh, all the evidence, and uh, the jury just isn't buying it. Are we are we done on time, Scott? That's the time. All right. So the uh, the votes have come in guilty on uh, both uh, both both defendants. So Toldorn, uh, the the. Uh, both of the, yeah, uh, the prosecution really, uh, really nails Tildorn to the wall. His his motive is clear, um, his uh, his intent is clear, and his uh, his means are there. The poison, um, the the motive is there. Uh, Skitterick also uh, gets called out. Um, unfortunately, um, they the 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 audience, the jury just doesn't buy the innocent act. Um, they think that whether or not his his infatuation with Greta was real, um, he participated for whatever reason in the uh, in the attempted murder of Muzdalwin, probably to get a cut of the profits. Um, uh, 
but they just don't buy his 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 act of innocence. Um, so we we cut back one last time to Kings Park, where uh, later that very evening, uh, where Aaron is attending the final show. Oh, the, uh, you should note that the scales of justice stand at two successes versus three failures still. Okay. With our bots well, rolling in the beginning. That is the way it goes sometimes. Um, the success, uh, the success, the performance is about to take place. You see uh, a very large crowd is gathered. Uh, you even see Oakfoot, the treant, standing tall above the crowd uh, off on one side. And, and there is a, a couple of very large poles. Um, there are double tightropes across, not a hundred oh, in the air, or not a hundred yards in the air but uh, probably a good 50 or 60 feet in the air. Uh, and on one end is, is Hugh Fieri with, uh, with his spring shoes. And on the other end is uh, Gal Fieri with her unicycle. And they are on uh, opposite, or they are on uh, parallel tight ropes. Well, folks, <laughs> this is going to be the performance of a lifetime. Fenwick Castle is my name. The Fieri duo is who you're going to see tonight. And they're going to perform up a a particular feat you will have never seen before. <laughs> it's going to be pretty sweet. <laughs> Let's get started. Um, Aaron runs up to the edge of the crowd and is having a hard time getting through the crowd. Uh, and um, he sees uh, Gal and Hugh beginning their crossing of the tightropes. Um, uh, Gal uh, rolling rolling down her tightrope on her unicycle. And Hugh miraculously bouncing along the tightrope <laughs> on his leg. Now, Aaron's oh really not quite sure how he's doing. He thinks maybe he's looping the springs, like the other foot under the rope every time he switches, but it's hard to tell from this part down. Um, they start juggling. Um, again, Hugh how, is close to the middle. How uh, close is Aaron to uh, Oakfoot? Can he get to Oakfoot more easily than... He, can, the... he could get to Oakfoot pretty easily. So you start making your way over to Oakfoot? Yeah, he's going he's gonna to make his way over to Oakfoot. Perfect. Uh, as you're doing that, the two Fieris are getting closer to the middle uh, where they're going to pass. And as they get closer, Hugh pulls out that big like fireplace match and he lights it. And he gets his double uh, pins on fire uh, and they're getting really close. And you get over to Oakfoot uh, who greets you in his very deep, melodious, slow voice. Oh, that's me. I have to be me and me. Oh, no, we can, we can, we can, we can. Hello, Aaron. Uh, hey, Oakfoot. Good, good to see you, my man. Uh, hey, how how are how are you at catch? You catch? I can catch birds and and bees. And Aaron looks up and sees the the two fairies passing in the middle now, exchanging uh pins. They're now on the pins are all on fire now. They're they're, they're tossing it back and forth, and that's when you see. Gal's unicycle start to wobble as she as she struggles to catch the the, the pins that are lighting on fire. I caught oh. a dog once in my hands. Oakfoot, I'm gonna need you to catch them when they fall in a few seconds. Arms out, my dude, right now. <laughs> Oakfoot stretches out his long branchy arms, and sure enough, Gal comes tumbling down. And as she does, Hugh reaches out for her and loses his balance. And they both come tumbling down. Uh, luckily, Oakfoot's hard wooden arms catch them and you do hear the cracking crack yeah pleasant sounds um what i'm worried about is the subsequent fire 
they, they do. That's true. The flaming pins come around, and Oakfoot drops them both on the ground and stumbles backwards, knocking a whole bunch of people in the crowd over. Um, the pin, the pins go out pretty much as soon as they land. Um, there's does not start a fire, but uh, Oakfoot stomps off and start and and like hightails it back. Oh, Thanks, Frankenstein's monster. Thanks, dude. I'll be people by are, with some fertilizer tomorrow. People are shouting. Everyone's yelling. Must uh, return to the forest. Fenwick run. <laughs> runs up to uh, Aaron. Hey, Coulson, what are you doing? You're messing up my act. What is your act? Getting people killed? Listen, they were doing just fine until you had your big friend start reaching out and interfering. You hey, know what, Tilson? I don't I'm, control Oakfoot. He lives here. I run the performance game in this town, Tilson, and I gotta tell you, you're not getting anywhere. I'm gonna contact the scary dragon lady. I'm gonna contact the dirty cup. I'm gonna contact all the bars and taverns. Great. And I can't and you're not getting into any of the open mic nights. Oh, well, when you call them, you like it. When you call them, why don't you uh, tell them we're going to have all of your performance permits checked, double checked, triple checked. How's your insurance, my man? It's not looking oh. too good after that, after that tightrope came undone. Oh, oh, you can check the permits. You can check the insurance. It's all above board. It's not my fault. The performers were distracted by someone else. You will find I am completely unliable in this situation, as are my performers, as is the venue, as always. And he snaps the suspenders one last time and stomps off. And you know that as much as you want to get him, he's right. Uh, it, it wasn't Treefoot's, it wasn't Oakfoot's fault, obviously. Um, but he's got the excuse. But he's got the excuse. The fault lies anywhere. Uh, it's in the performers. They, they clearly, this is not something they practiced before, and it was, it was just risky. But of course, what are they going to do? Uh, and so Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's, Aaron's actually going to go check on them. He cares about the performers. He doesn't care right yeah. now about this guy. They are. They have. They clearly have uh, broken bones, but they are not like screaming in pain. They're both lying there, um, both conscious, uh, both both grimacing uh, horridly. Uh, and, and Gal says, there is no way. No, I, this is it. This is the end of our career. We can't. It's all right, dear. We'll, we'll find some other work. Uh, uh, I can go back to the mines. <laughs> and I'll, 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 I'll go back to the mines and you can go back to being a seamstress and we'll, we'll get along. It's a very grim and unpleasant situation. And the scales of justice have read failure. And it was for a good reason. So... Uh, yeah, blacklisted. That's how Aaron is blacklisted in all of the places that uh, Finwick has any say. And uh, the fear, good Finwick, Finwick, you just made Aaron an underdog. Thanks for listening to Lawful and Orderly Special Visions Unit. Join our detectives next time for another exciting adventure in Lan Arcanum. Same RPG time, same RPG Academy. Scott Brown can be found on Twitter at G-E-O-W-T-F. Marty McGuire can be found on Twitter at Schmarty. And Andrew J. Young can be found on Twitter at 
that one GM. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review on our iTunes page, which helps other listeners find the show. Thanks.